Welcome to the Second Generation Women podcast. I'm Van Anne, a second generation Vietnamese Australian, on my journey away from being the busy primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure from the outside world. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention and connection. I'm so excited to be your host and walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Jen joining us again with something really, really exciting. And I am genuinely excited to hear about this. And I've heard about it before, but she is an expert in human design. So tell us a bit about it. Oh, wow. Human design is um, super complex, just to start off, to forewarn yourself and everybody listening. Um, that um, Yeah, it, it's um, quite um, complex, but it's basically a system that um, is like an amalgamation of all the um, different systems in the past put together to make like this unique blueprint, like this unique roadmap of who you are and what you are here to do. So, yeah, human design is a combination of astrology. Um, it's a combination of Chinese ancient astrology as well and um, the Hindu chakra system, quantum physics. So basically it's like a modern interpretation or a modern belief system of how um, what we're here to do. And that's all individualized and very specific to you. So your design or your blueprint is completely different to the next person. It's really unique. And um, how I usually explain it to people is, you know, in the past we had all these different belief systems with narratives and stuff like that, but that's for like humans in that time period. We've mm. evolved since then. So we kind of need something robust and really modern to match um, the evolution of humans. And I believe anyway human design um, is that so yeah, I love and, that. And, yeah, I love, you, know, you know, I love all the personality quizzes, and it always helped me to figure out, like, especially when I was in year twelve, I did a whole bunch of quizzes. What am I supposed to do? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And then, you know, some of them, like the Myers Briggs, they would give you a suggestion of these are some of your strengths, and this is what you can use it for. Mm-hmm. And so I followed some of those. You know, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that sounds like something I could do. But now I guess this is helpful for people who don't know what they want to do. It kind of guides them in a non-scientific kind of way. It's more mm-hmm. spiritual, right? It's it's both. It's it's because uh, mm. it uses elements of science in astrology and quantum physics and the in the idea of energy, right? Our auric field, in combination with something that's more deep and internal. And I think that's the spiritual side of it. It's something that you need to understand within yourself in order to externalize it in your actions and your beliefs. Um, what's also great about human design is it gives you a strategy. So you know how mm. you mentioned weeks earlier, you're reading all this stuff and you're like, okay, so. I understand this but how can I um kind of make this happen or how can I act on this and it doesn't really tell you how to act on you got to make sense of it yourself right yes exactly yeah yeah and and that's really subjective whereas human design gives you tells you your strategy and tells you also where your decision making center is and this is where the superpower lies right because a lot of us we can be making decisions from our head maybe some of us make decisions from our heart Maybe some of us make decisions from our gut, 
right? Mm-hmm. We're all different. But sometimes that's us like feeling into where we make decisions. But human design tells you where your intuition is in your body. So your intuition might be in um, in your heart. It might be in your head, but you've been making decisions from your gut, right? And right. so that leads you out of alignment. So what human design helps you do is it helps you get into more alignment with yourself. And sometimes when I read for people, people feel really seen. They're like, oh my God, I resonate with that. Oh my God. This is what I'm waiting for. (laughs) Yeah, girl, I can't wait to tell you because I want to see if you've been acting in alignment, whether you know Mm -hmm. it or not, or or how we can get in more alignment. And I love sharing this because ever since I discovered human design, which was like four years ago, I've been in this whole deep like experiment of using the strategy, using the the um, intuition centers. And it's literally mm-hmm. like blown my life out of proportion, like as in a good way. Like it's kind of got me to living this, fr- like what we spoke about last time, this free, open and like, you know, very adventurous life. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get started because I want to hear about, you know, things that I can learn about myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to screen share. In human design, there are five energy types and our energy type speaks to our aura. So what our, like what we vibrate. Okay. And that's a bit like esoteric, a bit woo woo sometimes for people Mm -hmm. to understand, but sometimes you can feel someone, right? You can feel Mm -hmm. someone's aura. Maybe someone's aura is really intense and impactful. You can feel that those people are manifestors, right? They have a really impactful aura. Um, if you're like me, I'm 20, I make up 20% of the human population. I'm a projector mm. and my aura is really focused. So I can't be in like a social setting um, and talk to many, many people. I prefer talking to one or two people because my energy has always been really focused, even with mm-hmm. the tasks that I do, right? Now you're over here, you're a generator and you make up 37% of the population or 70% of the population are generators and your energy is really open and enveloping. So I don't know if you guys can see like open and enveloping, right? Mm. So that means that you guys are really receptive. People love, like you draw people into your energetic field, right? And that's really cool because that allows you to have all this energy. Anyways, you guys are here, generators. Speaking to you specifically, Van, you're Mm -hmm. here to create the flow of energy that the world follows. So you guys are here to action, so here to create, here to put out the energy. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful thing because myself, right, um, I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not an energy person. I'm just here to guide the energy right? I'm here to guide the energy. So for example, I'm here to guide you or those who have the energy, um, but you're here to like make it happen, make it happen in the world. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I wish, I wish I had the energy, but I'm someone that needs to be resting and only like, you know, guiding people and seeing people really deeply. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just a bit about the generator. Now we're going to go on like, so Many people are many different things. We're going to go on to looking at your charts specifically. Um, And while I do that, I just want to know, what do you think your superpower is? I honestly haven't thought about that before. I should have asked you before we started because I asked (laughs) everyone. Um, But, yeah, and I want to talk in terms of not superpower as in your skills, like your external skills, but what are you here to contribute? What do you think your purpose? um, Well, that's a really deep question, actually. It is. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Um. 
shouldn't give me some time to think about this. <laughs> That's okay. You can think about it because I'm going to come and um, talk about it. I've got it all written down here, actually, your specific one. Mm. I'm going to come and touch base on it and then you can let me know if you resonate with it or maybe you'll go away and you'll think about it and you'll be like, oh, now I understand like how I can actually, you know, weave through this world yeah. using my superpower. Okay, I have an idea. So this might be a little bit vague though. I'm just curious to compare like what I think and then what um, you show me from human design. So mm-hmm. I think my purpose is to guide people towards meaning in their life or towards mm. finding fulfillment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something along those lines. I know that's quite vague. No, it's not. It's not vague at all. It's not vague at all. I'll just leave that for later. I'll come back to that. I'll come back to see if it matches. Uh, Because I kind of know already. So your energy type, like I spoke about, your generator and you guys are the life force. If you think of chi and energy, like I said earlier, you guys are the energy force of the human population. Now your strategy. Now this is really important because when I spoke about earlier about knowing a strategy Mm -hmm. or like how we can execute some of these things, actionable things, um, your strategy is to respond. Oh, what does that mean? So, for example, okay, whenever you are in the respondee role, okay, whenever you get to be the responder, okay, Mm -hmm. that is when you are going to be in your, your power, basically. All right, when you're in the position of being the responder, Let, let's use work as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your head teacher or your manager comes to you and they're like, hey, Van, um, we 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 have this position open up and we think you'd be a great person for it, right? Mm-hmm. That puts you into the responder mode, right? That you are responding to their um request, you are responding to their statement. However, same situation if you went and gone ahead to your head teacher or manager and you were like, hey, um, I hear that there's a position coming up and I would really love to um, do it or I, I think I'd be a great person for the job, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't put you into the responding role. That puts mm-hmm. you into the initiating role, which is against your design. Mm, right? That's why I don't like doing that. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's good you don't like doing that because you know that situations like that would lead you out of alignment. It's uncomfortable because your body feels it. Your body is like, oh, that that's really weird and awkward. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel good to me. Um, so I want you to think about situations, um, either past or present, where you have initiated versus when you've been the responder. How has that turned out for you? Well, I feel like I do a lot of both. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In terms of initiating, I'm thinking to times when I've reached out to people, for example, people coming on the podcast and yeah, it doesn't feel natural to me at all. Like, what do I say? Mm-hmm. And how, how's the, how do I feel when I'm asking them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that great, but of course we all love being asked, right? I would love, mm-hmm. I would love someone else to ask me the same question. I, I just thought my life, I had to do both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to let you know that your strategy is to respond. So perhaps um, going forward, you can experiment with discerning between, hang on a second, am I in the respondee role versus, um, oh, am I trying to initiate? Because those of the one that we initiate, they're going to 
might seem aligned or be okay at first, but in terms of longevity, those ventures, those um, collaborations, those things don't have the legs to go the whole way. Like it's not 100% aligned and it won't make you feel satisfied, right? But the ones where someone approaches you and you get to respond because you get to be like, hang on a second, is this going to work out for me? And then you get to respond. Those are the ones that are like, in more alignment and they're going to be the ones that would um, lead to other opportunities or lead you down closer to where you want to be or your um, goal or outcome. So for example, let's talk, let's chat about us. I approached you right in the beginning, right in the beginning. I had to think about that for a moment, but yes. I approached you and I, and, and my strategy is not to initiate. My strategy is to be invited right? Mm. So I did this really carefully. I was like, hey, I saw this. I really resonated with your page, um, blah, blah, blah. And I just left it at that, right? And then you got to respond. But in your response, you were like, hey, if you want to arrange a call, you can do that. And here's the link. Mm -hmm. So you invited me into a call, right? And I responded. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) exactly. both in our element. Yes. And that's why look at this, like, relationship that we've cultivated mm-hmm. right it, it's like we've been on some chats we've resonated with each other and um, unconsciously we were following our strategy and it's it's really fruitful for us um, so that's just one example I really that's amazing local example <laughs> and 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 you didn't you didn't know this but I was working with my strategy the whole time I was like how can I get Van to invite me into a conversation with her um, <laughs> So I've mastered the art of that, um, but I didn't know that you had to be the responder. So if I knew that ahead of time, I would have also done it a bit differently as well. But anyway, mm. so that's strategy. Yon is to respond um, for big things in life like work, um, relationship, friendships, um, moving, um, all these sorts of things. Just uh, remember, okay, how can I get into the responding, the responder mode so I can make decisions that are good for me rather than me initiating and then wondering if if it's going to work out and it feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The next I have thing a question is, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Does this also apply for when it's not people? I'm not responding to a person in particular, but even responding to a situation? 100%. 100%. Right? You can apply this situationally and you can apply in all areas of your life. And um that's why human design is like an experiment. Right. People are like, oh, how's this going to work? But it's like a process of trial and error so that you can understand or become aware of your responding technique. So, um, yeah. So, for example, maybe um, a situation, whatever it is. Right. Um, instead of you recognize that there's a problem in a situation. Right. And instead mm-hmm. of diving in there and fixing the problem, like a family issue or something like that, you just wait. You just wait and you're like, hey, I'm going to just be the observer here. Okay. And then someone will be like, Ben, we need your help. Like, what do you think of this? Boom. That's your opportunity to like really respond and like um, express what you want to express. Mm-hmm. And that's going to like be more effective than you being like, hey, I know how to fix this. I, got, I know the answer. Yes. I was thinking of a particular moment mm-hmm. of when I was thinking about um, doing something different in terms of work. Mm-hmm. But I sat on that idea for so long until I found this coaching certification mm. and I found this world of life coaching. And I was like, okay, there's an mm-hmm. opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that was me responding to that and yes. deciding, hey, I'm going to take that up 
Yeah, yeah. It's also like an energetic response, right? So something mm. appears in your life, right? It comes to you by way of synchronicity or whatever. And then you feel like an energetic thing. You're like, oh, wow, this is something new. You get the opportunity to respond to that, right? It takes art. You know, you have to know, be super aware that the universe is delivering you an opportunity. And you're like, oh, I get to respond. I get to say yes or no to this. Um, so yeah, let's go to our, um, authority. So here it says authority, the way you make decisions. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. How do you usually make decisions? Where's your decision-making center? I don't know what that means. <laughs> so sometimes like people have to think their decisions through. So they're making decisions mm. from their head. No, sometimes- definitely emotionally. Oh, okay. I feel like I feel a certain way towards something. Like you put on there listening to your gut, right? Yeah. I feel a certain way towards it. And then despite what everyone says or like mm-hmm. logically, I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I'm doing that anyway. Okay, good. But don't mistake in feeling because feeling is very emotional based versus mm. guttural, right? Oh, so that's and different. That- yeah, yeah, because when you say feel, I feel this, it's you're emotional, like I feel mad about this, so I'm going to make a decision. I feel good about this. That's like an emotional decision-making center, right? Your decision-making center is listening to your gut, mm. right? Yeah, now, that you, that- now that you kind of distinguish between the two, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not really like I feel really excited about this idea or I really hate this idea. Mm-hmm. It's not about the emotions then. Yeah, um, so see this and you can even touch that part of your body, like where your gut is. So if you have a look at like the body center there, it's kind of sitting below your stomach where your um, yeah, like if you put your hands there, anytime you want to make a big decision, you can just put your hand, bring your awareness there and be like, right, what does, what does my gut say? Right. Mm-hmm. And usually for generators and for you specifically, it's either a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. It's not like yep. maybe, it's not like, oh, but I don't know. I, I need to understand this. It's never that. It's always a yes or no. Mm-hmm. And your gut already knows it. When you, the moment you check in, it already tells you, but then like your mind might confuse you, your emotions might confuse yes, you. Yes, definitely, all the time. And, and then, then that turns into a whole process. But usually you always come back to the yes or no you got initially. Yeah, I do. I circle around. I'm like, I really kind of know the answer, but I'm talking myself out of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't do that. Yeah. So defo, listen to your gut because that's where your authority or the way you make decisions um, is from. I'm different. I don't make decisions from that place. I have to make decisions from here. See where that diamond is? That's yeah. where my decision making center is. And it's always about checking in with myself. I really have to like check in with that part of my body and be like, okay, what's the answer here? Right. I never listen to my gut because my gut is like open. So it can be easily um, infiltrated by other people's instincts and gut Mm -hmm. thoughts. Okay. So um, the next thing I want to get to is um, the profile. So you are a six, two. Can you see here? Yep. The six on the left-hand side represents your conscious, so what you are on the outside to the external world, and the two represents what you are inside in your internal world, okay? Mm -hmm. And the profile talks about how we kind of move through life. So the six represents the role model, okay? So outside, externally to those around you and the world, um, you are like the role model, Mm. okay? That's your archetype basically the role model external how many are there there are 12 different combinations okay 
of these archetypes, right? Um, and the two, which is your unconscious, your more internal world, okay, your hermit. <laughs> Definitely am. <laughs> yeah, so on the outside, it's like you're the role model to your siblings, to those who um, who are around you. I mean, even in your role as a coach, right, to your mm-hmm. students as well, you're like a role model. People watch you and they're like, okay, I can, you know, oh, wow, she's doing all these cool things. Like I, I, you're kind of paving the way, mm-hmm. right? But the hermit, the internal side of you, you're just like this. <laughs> do you feel that? I don't know. Yes, I do all the time. And sometimes yeah. I feel like, because, you know, you're on that spectrum between like um, introverted and extroverted, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. I'm comparing myself to according to like Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sometimes I love being with people. Like I, I get energy from other people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And other times I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want quiet time to myself. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the hermit side of you the hermit yeah. the, two, the profile line in the two you, you kind of like to close and that's where you feel safe that's where you kind of feel like really held mm-hmm. is when you're you're kind of with yourself mm-hmm. um internally but externally you are the role model um so that, that's really cool because the, the line of work that you're in in terms of teaching in terms of coaching it mm-hmm. puts you in like you're moving in the world and in the line of work that um represents your profile which is really cool, right? It shows I love that, you're that. I love how it represents what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say if you were like working in retail and this is your, and your profile is still a 6'2", I think some people have to make shifts, you know, really rethink mm. and reevaluate or how do I get into a position or get into a line of work that really allows my superpower or allows my strength to shine. We're already in our line of work, like at our alignment, which is good because we've lived for almost 30 years, like, we're hoping yeah. we'd get there sometime, right? Um, the other thing is, um, so that's your profile, how you move. Um, let's go back to your superpower. You said your superpower was um, guiding people, right? Mm-hmm. To to where was it? Where were you guiding people to? To find meaning in their life. Okay, right. So your incarnation cross, oops, here is your life theme, right? Um, so your life theme is the left angle cross of distraction. So basically distraction is like pulling people away from what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Disrupting their normal thing Mm -hmm. and pulling them away, which is what you do if you think about it. You're like, okay, they're working in a job they don't like, they're they're in a life that, you know, maybe they're comfortable but they're not really excited about. You're here to distract them from that and be like, whoa, let's turn left here. Oh, I get you, I get you. Into turning, does that like does that resonate with yes, you? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. So you're here to distract them. I know it seems like a bit like negative, but actually it isn't because that's your theme. You're here to distract and disrupt that kind of like plane that they're going on, so that mm. they can veer off into a more like a- aligned path for them. Because I've always thought about like what what is my purpose, mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm like, this is what I hope to do, but will I be able to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you but you are, and this this human design is like an affirmation. It affirms what you probably already know about yourself internally. Mm. You know, and, and I love gives- that you mentioned that because mm. you know how, as a coach, I talk to heaps of people about helping them out in coaching or just in conversations, and a lot of them say they just want people to tell them what to do, mm. and that's what we're used to, right? But mm-hmm. the, the truth is we know the answers ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of uncovering all that. Right. And needing someone to validate it, to yeah. give us like permission 
to go there you know maybe some of your clients are super artistic and they want to for, for them what brings them the most joy is maybe their artistic creations and they want to sell that but for that like they don't feel like that's the right thing or it's not going to make them enough money or whatever right it's not a real mm-hmm. job but then like they see their human design chart and they're like but I'm supposed to be creative I'm here to be creative Right, mm-hmm. and it gives them permission to do that. And once they step into that, they're like, "Oh my god, I feel so great! My life feels so aligned. There's so many opportunities now coming my way as a result of me following my heart, following my purpose, which is what we were talking about um, yes. in the last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So human design helps us kind of get into alignment with our purpose a little bit, um, and gives voice to that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So. Um, the next thing is a really interesting thing and it's called the not self thing. So the false self. So when, and this is how you would know then if you're out of alignment, if something is not right for you, when you are feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. So whenever you experience feelings of frustration, like I'm frustrated with the work that I'm doing, I'm frustrated with that friendship or I'm frustrated with that conversation that I had um, previously, that's a sign. That's a sign. Your body is telling you, your emotions are telling you, oh, something is not in alignment here. Mm-hmm. Do no, you I res- definitely resonate with that. Yes. Yeah. The last few years, mm-hmm. there were a lot of frustrations. <laughs> And I was thinking that was me. I was like, oh, maybe it's my problem. Like, as in, I am the problem. Mm-hmm. But then now I'm like, no, your emotions are messengers. They're here to mm-hmm. tell you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So frustration has been happening a lot less recently. Mm-hmm. Good, because you're, you're probably more in alignment now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but when frustration comes up, yeah, it's, it's your, your body signaling to you, hey, there is something that is not right here. Maybe this friendship is like needs to go or like this job needs to be discarded or we need to reevaluate um, how we approach that conversation so that it feels more aligned, it feels good, so that I'm not feeling frustrated. Now, some people think negative feelings like, oh, I feel bad. I feel sad. There are only two ways to describe it. Oh, I feel bad about that connection. Mm. Um, for you, it's not feeling bad. It's the, the that feeling is actually frustration, mm. um, giving name to it. Um, and yeah, it's just like a like a warning sign to help to get you to have a look at it or become aware of it so that you can get back into alignment. Now, how do you know you're in alignment, right? How does your body um, signal to you that you are in alignment? Satisfaction. Yes. So when you are feeling satisfied, you're like, oh, damn, that call was so good. Oh, damn, like I'm feeling so great about the life choices I've made. I'm feeling so satisfied with how everything's I've, I've been having so many of those conversations lately. <laughs> and especially with you on the last podcast, it's like it's <laughs> affirming to me that this is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that feeling of satisfaction is your body's signal that is in alignment mm-hmm. okay so frustration not in alignment um satisfaction in alignment and also the pdf i'm going to send you is there are going to be some other cues um that you can read into to tell you whether you're in alignment and you're not in alignment and what your core needs are as a generator which we will come to um maybe later if we have time mm-hmm. um the other thing i want to speak about and it's going to be really crazy because I, I don't see it resonating with you but that's because i don't know you so well <laughs> your digestion so how you digest food and how you digest information and knowledge from the like how you take in information from the external world um apparently you do it really well if there is high sound 
and music around you. Mm. Like, well, I'm not sure if this is related. Yeah, tell me, tell me. I love working in spaces that are not dead quiet. I love working in spaces like a cafe. Not that I do that often, but even the classroom, I'm like, there there has to be a little bit of noise. If it's silent, I feel a bit weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense, right? Because um, you're di- you digest information and food. Like, if you're talking biologically, how does your how best does food digest in your body and on, on a physiological level? Right, needs to be high sound. So you need to have a telly on. You need to be in a cafe where there, there's murmuring in the background, mm, or you yeah. need to have like music in you, um, in order for you to digest information at its peak. Right. I'm the complete, we can't work together. <laughs> I need to, I need it to be quiet. Like no sound, don't talk to me, no music. I just need it to be quiet. Um, mm. That's how I, and even when I'm yeah. eating, I don't like eating with TV or music on. It needs to be calm and quiet for me to digest knowledge or food. For you, high sound, be outside, uh. have people talking to you. That's when you're going to like really reap the benefits of what you're eating, nourish like um, nutritionally, and also taking information. Mm. But sometimes I feel like I need the quiet too. It's quite rare, but even when I'm working, I like having some music on, mm-hmm. not music that I sing along to, not like pop music, but mm-hmm. something playing. Yeah, yeah, naturally. And also you need the quiet because you're a hermit, right? But in terms of like taking in information, like learning, right. it, it needs to have some sort of background noise um, for, for you in order to like take in the most out of that. Mm. um so just yeah for like anytime you want to learn uh, or like get productive in doing your editing and stuff like that have music um um or be in a cafe it really helps you um your strongest sense is your outer vision so I want you to think of like your outer vision your ability to see the environment around you that is your strongest sense some people's strongest sense is their smell is their taste and we're not talking about um not our physical senses. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Like oh, my okay. strongest sense is taste. It could be. But it's more ethereal. It's more metaphorical than that. So your strongest sense is your ability to see the bigger picture. If you're talking about outer vision, mm. right, your, your ability to see everything widely. Um, some people's strong sense could be their inner vision, right, what mm. they see in their inner world. Um, some can be their smell. They can smell something bad happening they can smell abundance whatever it is but your strongest one is your outer vision mm-hmm. um and when, when thinking about that as well yeah I am not like a detail oriented person in mm-hmm. some ways I am but I like I don't like looking at the details I rather look at the bigger picture I like yeah. looking at like how things come together more okay. than yeah. the little parts and like the nitty-gritty of how like ah, the logistics okay. of things yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm I'm like the the opposite. Like I'm the details, like all the little minute things. I, I'm like zoned in on that and I'm hyper focused on those things. Um mm. your environment, the environment that makes you thrive the most, um, Ooh. okay, is kitchens, not the physical kitchen, the real kitchen. <laughs> But if you have, I was, I was thinking, do I love cooking? Do I secretly love cooking? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about kitchens as a place um, where people gather, mm-hmm. right? 
right? People gather, there's lots of chatter, there's lots of things happening, okay? And there's a lot of creativity. So if you have a look at the bottom here, it says places that are creative hubs where people can commune, whether it's a literal kitchen or an art studio or whatever that invokes creativity in you. So if Mm -hmm. you were in a co-working space, where there are other people doing other things, right? Oh, if their okay. own creative things, that's going to make you right. If you're thinking of like a photography studio, an art studio, where people are um, actively engaging in their creative senses, right? That's the optimum environment for you. So, likewise, in a staff room, right? If we're mm-hmm. talking about our context, in a staff room, um, you probably prefer like a communal staff room than like one of those isolated. Um, this is your grade. You're in the grade five staff room maybe you work best where it's like everybody the whole staff is there um at work I guess at schools it's a bit different (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like at school I prefer smaller groups Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you prefer working in your classroom with the kids right well I'd rather not prefer that (laughs) (laughs) I don't know school is just a different place to me it's like a whole other world yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't I, have time I, to spend the staff room. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just know that, you know, if you're in a position, maybe go to a co-working space where there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of other creatives doing things similar to you. Mm. Um, that's going to help you boost your creativity and networking and it's going to help bring more opportunities that allow you to respond to ah, that. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's like something you can actively do. I've always like, thought about that, like working at a cafe, working at a library. Yeah. Somewhere quiet but with background noise. Yeah. But then I guess like the working in a space where people are doing things that are similar to me mm-hmm. or like starting something of their own. Yep. That could be yep. more inspiring. Yeah. Does that excite you? Um that idea. Um Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I I, I definitely um recommend that and this is something you can respond to um is to go to a co-working space and do a couple days there because you'll find that there are people doing the same thing or like similar thing and then you can network and create connections and stuff like that or come up with different ideas because like of their energy um that's yeah I know friends who um do that but the reason why I asked you if that excites you is um generators are here or are designed to do things that excite them so if it doesn't excite you, if it's not a yes feeling in your gut, in your body, it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. Don't, don't even bother. Don't even entertain it. Um, has that happened to you in the past or can you think of instances like that? Probably a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nothing comes to mind right now. Yeah. Um, I probably completely forgot about those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just going forward, if it's not a, a hell yes in your body, if it's not a like something that excites you or lights you up, like if you go to do it, even though it's a no, it's not going to be aligned and it's not going to give you the feeling of satisfaction. In fact, it might frustrate you. Um, a, a thing with generators is that um, if you don't decondition, like most generators have a problem saying no. So you guys might find that you say yes to a lot of things you want to say no to out of conditioning, out of Mm -hmm. responsibility, out of, oh, that's the right thing to do. And then it leaves you frustrated because you're doing these things that are not exciting and doesn't light you up. That comes up in conversation a lot, saying Mm -hmm. no to things out Mm -hmm. of responsibility, out of obligation. Mm -hmm. And, of course, like I've experienced that a lot too when I was younger Mm -hmm. and slowly learning to differentiate between things that I want to do 
mm-hmm. and things that I need to do to help someone else. Like yeah. sometimes the yes, just because I have to. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that when you do that, yes right? When you, you you feel like, oh, like it's a chore or like, oh, it doesn't like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and not doing it from a place of like, oh, I I, I want to do this. I, you know, mm-hmm. this lights me up. Um, but it's hard because like we've been conditioned a certain way for 30 odd years, right? And to um back go back on that is really hard. So it's all, that's why human design is like an experiment. You play with it, you become aware at, with it, and then you dance with I, I call it a dance. You dance with it. You learn to step forward, step back, and then after a while you you know how to dance. You know how to like tango um, mm. your human design. I love that it. it's experimenting mm. because I feel like nothing can really decide for you who you are, right? But at the same time, we have that, that strength for ourselves to decide what we want to do. Mm. But then it, whether it's in alignment or not, that's up mm-hmm. to us. Right. And we won't out. know if we don't try. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always invite people. I'm like, just try. What's the worst that can happen? One month, you follow your strategy of responding. You follow your authority of listening to your gut and see where that takes you. And you keep your theme or your purpose of distraction distracting other people from their life path um, and yours also um, and see how that goes. Where does that take you? Does it create a mindset shift? Does it help you understand yourself better, right? And then mm-hmm. um, almost 100% of the time um, people are like, oh, my God, it's so real. This, op- this just came up, this opportunity. I just noticed this. And then they keep going with it. Another thing I want to uh, speak to is what I found interesting is this throat center here right? See how it's shaded Mm, orange? You have these gates, right? So the gates are correlated. There are 64 gates in the human design chart and they're correlated with the 64 gates in the Chinese I Ching, okay? Mm -hmm. And all the numbers represent a characteristic. And in your throat center, okay, you have three gates and these gates, um, let me just read a few of them out for you. The gate of assimilation, um, the gate of stimulation and the gate of change. These are mm. just the three in your um, throat chakra and it's how you communicate, how you express, right? Mm. So you're really good at communicating for yourself and for others change, um, stimulation, so how you shake something up, right, and how you integrate and um, assimilate things after change. Which is exactly, I think, what you do in your coaching. Yeah. I was planning some content out and those those are basically the things I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're working towards your design already. And the fact that you're talking it out, you're not like just writing in a, in a blog, right? Yeah. You're podcasting about it. You're expressing it in your reels, right? It's mm-hmm. because you have the ability to communicate and express this. Some people don't have this um, communication center defined, so they might find it hard to express themselves. But like you mm-hmm. and I, we have it defined, so we find it really natural and really easy to communicate these things that are within us out mm-hmm. to the world. And um, this wasn't always the case, though. Oh, really? Tell yeah. me more. As in when I was younger, I would always sit the back. Like I wouldn't say, I wouldn't speak up mm-hmm. and my thoughts, I just keep them in. Mm-hmm. And over time, like since uni, I think like having to speak up, needing to like do presentations and prepare myself to speak in front of a class, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that has really opened up that gate. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I love the way you said that because it's all about opening up uh, something that's blocked, right? Mm. Um, when we're not using it correctly, it's blocked. And that's when we feel anxiety. That's when we feel confusion. But when we open it up and express it out, we're, we're allowing energy to come in and uh, exit our body through mm. that through that throat chakra or that communication center. It's yeah. funny you say that because see here, um, 43 and 23. So gate 43 is mm-hmm. the gate of insight and gate 23 is the gate of assimilation. When these two gates connect, see how they're connected mm-hmm. by the shaded part, it makes a channel. Okay, oh. so you, you have the gate of insight, you see things. Okay. Um, and the gate of assimilation. So how do you integrate what you see? Okay. And express that out through your throat. When yes. they come together, they make the channel of structuring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when those two gates come together, they make the channel of structuring. And in the channel of structuring, it's like thoughts, ideas, right? And then visions, like um ideals or whatever insights okay individual ideas you're expressing them out oh okay that makes a lot of sense and I was thinking I was thinking back about what I just told you about how this all kind of started in uni right and that kind of linked back to the idea of being a role model because Mm -hmm. before that I guess I was a role model for my siblings and Mm -hmm. like younger kids but it wasn't until I stepped into the role of being that role model Mm -hmm. and was active in that that's when I started communicating more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you come more alignment and that only comes over time, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen when we're young. We don't know, but it comes over experience. And so um, I just think of like your your the, your page and what you do and like you have all these ideas of how you can guide or help second generation women in your head because you've experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you have insight into that because you, you you've been there before right and then you express that through your content right and you express it in a way that when people read it they're like oh I resonate with that because lots of people can express content express their ideas but they might do it in a really unstructured way where people are like oh I don't resonate with that that doesn't Mm -hmm. inspire me that doesn't connect with me but because you have that channel you're you're able to structure it in a way and I can see it in the way you set out your reels duck, 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 <laughs> that when people look at it they they're like okay I understand that I can see that I can capture that and like that's being expressed mm-hmm. through in a way that's easier to process I thought that was just my teacher planning skills <laughs> Well, your experience helps you like navigate that really well. It is, it is. Like maybe, oh, actually, now that I think about it, is it because, can I understand it because I'm a teacher? Because I see it. The dot points, step one, step two, step three. Here is a theme. Here is what we're talking about. One, two, three. It's really mm-hmm. simple in my head, right? But maybe to someone who doesn't have those ordering skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it helps them conceptualize that better. Yeah, I think I do have like a a process that I go through in my head, mm-hmm, but I guess mm-hmm. it comes more naturally to me to do mm-hmm. that. A lot of people feel like really seen. They're like, oh my God, I already do that. And I'm like, yeah, so you're, you're in alignment. You have some of these skills. You just got to amplify them or um, be more aware of them so that you can get really close to doing what you want or doing what you love or finding your purpose or doing what I say sets your soul on fire. Mm. Oh, another interesting thing right? There are so um, many. <laughs> do you see your diamond shape here? Yes. 
it's so opened, right? You don't have any gates, which means that when it comes to your direction, when it comes to your sense of self, it is very easy for you to absorb what other people think or who other people think you should be. Mm. Very easy for you to absorb that. Even though naturally that's not who you are, because you've got such an open like um, G center, they call it the identity center, that you can absorb what other people's thoughts are of you. So and is that you- like taking in other people's ideas? Yes. But then yes. not having that define me. Like I, I don't yes. have to agree with it. Yes, but then like sometimes if you're not aware of it in its shadow state, so all of these gates and all of these elements have their higher self or their gift state Mm -hmm. and they also have their shadow and their darkness state, right? So in the open G center, right, because you have it open, you can really help people identify or see who they are. Mm -hmm. But in its shadow state, you can absorb what other people think, not random thoughts, but what other people's thoughts of who you are your identity. You can absorb that. Now, the interesting thing about us is that that part of me is fully defined. What does that mean for you? That means that people can't tell me who I am. People, um, I won't be absorbing what other people think of me. Mm. It's defined in a sense that like it's set. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. And you can't tell me otherwise. Like you can't move me. I'm so defined in who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you and I are together, right, because I have that defined, you might feel like, oh, I get myself more when I'm around Jen or I understand myself. I just trust more. you more. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see myself more when you're in my space because orically, energetically, I'm so defined in that center. Mm. Conversely, I have these two parts open completely open see this sacral and this root part it's Mm -hmm. completely open right you can infiltrate me but when I'm around you I have the energy and I feel really enthused you can feel it you can see it in my energy and I'm like wow let's do this let's get engaged let's have a chat right I can see it right now (laughs) yes but that's because you have it defined it's not me right I don't have those centers defined it's you and I'm kind of like leeching off your energy oh okay you get it and so when you're around me that that g-center you're kind of like absorbing me mm-hmm. but that in turn give you empowerment and then I'm absorbing your energy and in turn you're empowering me so when we're together we're kind of like complementing each other in where we're deficient yeah how cool so can you explain those two again like the diamond one and then the two bottom ones again Yeah, so the diamond one is the G-center and it represents your identity, your sense of self, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Your one's open. So if it's open, it means that it's receptive. It can absorb other people's energy very easily, Mm -hmm. okay? When the center, so this is the sacral, it's an energy center. It's got lots of energy. It's life force. And the root as well, it's the pressure center. Both of these centers here are motor centers, right? And they are... um, They've got a lot of energy. No one can infiltrate your energy because you are defined. So when it's defined, it's set, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. So your your energy is fixed. It's yours. Okay. So if I'm low energy and you've got all the energy, it won't impact you because you're defined in it. But mm-hmm. when it's open, it can be easily impacted. 
I think it's a lot to absorb and I'm reflecting on that as well. Like thinking, how has that impacted my experiences before? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of instances when that has happened. Yeah. I like using examples and maybe some of this stuff will like come as you like, as you go on and then you're like, oh, wait, that resonated. Oh, wait. And then you start connecting the dots. And this is why it's an experiment because we have these revelations of, of insight into how we've operated in the past and how we can attune to operate mm-hmm. in our present or in our future to be more aligned to our design. I call it aligning with your design, right? <laughs> getting, getting that rhymes. Yeah, yeah get, getting like attuned to who you were born to be and what mm-hmm. you're here to do. Um, and this can be really scary for some people because they're like, what? You're trying to define my purpose. You're trying to tell me how to adjust myself can be really confronting, but also really exciting at the same time. Now, I always love these type of things that kind of give you guidance, right? That mm-hmm. can't really tell you who you are, but mm-hmm. in a way you kind of can, because sometimes you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I do that, but I haven't mm-hmm. thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a question about what you just talked about before. Does that also apply for when you can like empathize with people? For example, if someone's crying or someone's upset, mm-hmm. And you say, I'm defined, right? I'm already, like, you can't impact me. Is that what it means? Like, as in, if someone's upset, then I will just feel how I was feeling without changing Um, that? No, it's kind of like that. And if we're speaking specifically about emotions and empathy, right? Um, So your chart here, right? See how that's open? That's Mm -hmm. the emotional solar plexus. So that's the center for emotions and feelings and stuff like that. See how when yours is undefined, so Mm -hmm. it's open. So you have the ability to empathize with someone very much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't make you emotional because it's not defined. So you're not an emotional person per se. But if someone is upset or they're feeling emotional, you can empathize with them because you can absorb the energy, right? Mm -hmm. But where the line of discernment is, is that you don't take it on. Don't take on their their sadness or their frustration or whatever emotions that they're going through, but you can empathize with them. Because it's very easy also because of the undefined centers for you to absorb that and then make that your own, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but the power of it, the power of knowing this is that you're like, okay, I can empathize with them, but I don't have to take on their energy. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like sometimes in the moment, mm-hmm. I might empathize and feel what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out of that situation, it doesn't affect me as strongly. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal because um, those feelings are not yours. You're not an yeah. emotional person. But if you are an emotional person, right? I feel like I am. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we all feel like we are. We, we all, like, I feel like I'm a, an emotional person. I can try, cry at the drop of a hat. But by design, I, like, I can see someone upset and be like, oh, I feel for that person and mm-hmm. I can cry. But, like, like yourself, when I walk away from it, I'm like, okay, I'm so not deterred by it. But some people can feel really, like, unhinged by their own emotions as mm. well, right? Like, and it, we're talking it about- impacts their whole day. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 we're talking about other people's emotions, right? But let's talk about our emotions. We both have an undefined emotional solar plexus here, mm-hmm. right? So we may think that we're emotional, but we're actually probably a lot more non-emotional than we think because we can like get over things very quickly. So here's just some info, info. The Dalai Lama is a generator. That's really cool. Oh. Um, so that's going to give you a bit of information. 
Um, okay, so you'll see this um, in the PDF as well. Here mm-hmm. are your superpowers, your core needs, okay, and your shadow. So what yeah. when you know you're in your dark stage and when you know you're in your gifts as well yeah it's it's a great tool to get to know yourself it's a it's a it's just another tool you don't have to buy into it you don't Mm. have to believe it you don't have to take it it's just like another thing for you to reflect and evaluate and take whatever you want and then leave whatever you don't want right yeah because I was thinking about those people who you know even for myself when I read like horoscopes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. star signs and things like that like fortune cookies of uh-huh, course, like uh-huh. that is just something completely different. But how much does that tell you about yourself? Mm, mm. Those things are really broad if you think yeah. about it. Like there are 12 zodiac signs, there's 12 astrological signs, and even the animals, yeah, um, mm. you know, in the Chinese horoscope, there's only so many and they define our characteristics and stuff like that. And we can resonate with some of them. Um, but I think the difference with human design is no one has that specific chart just like yours. Mm. If it could be someone, I mean, it has to be someone who was born at the same time, same place, right? Um, Same year, same everything in order for that to happen. And even if you have a twin, like an identical twin Mm -hmm. that was born same place, same time, the fact that you, uh, not the same time, but the fact that you guys were born like one after another and not at the same time, that could change the course of your chart. And that's why when we have twins, right, um, you can have them the same or the same input, date, time, place, whatever, but their personalities are completely different. And the human design charts will show that. Yeah. I like how unique that is. When you were talking, I was thinking about when you read your horoscope. Okay, I was born in the year of the dog, mm-hmm. but how many people were born in the year of the dog? I'm a Leo, but there are so many, like millions of Leos in the world. (laughs) How is that targeting you? Yeah, yeah. It's so broad. It's so general. Like all the Leos can't be going through the same thing at the one time, right? (laughs) Exactly. And that's that's why when you read those, you're like, okay, this could be true, this part, Mm -hmm. but they're probably just guessing, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it might resonate with some Leos and then it might not. They'll be like, I'm not going through this right now yeah. um, but with human design it's so specific it's so specific down to like your gate of insight you know you might have that but the person next to you who was born at the same and in the same place won't have that because of the time or whatever mm. and it's super unique to you no one has got that one same chart or elements as you do um they say human design is like the science of differentiation ah yeah, it really helps differentiate down to the core how unique humans actually are. So whilst there are only five types, within those types, there are broken down your sacral generator. There are some people who are emotional generators. Mm. There are some people who are yeah. splenic generators, right? And then within that, they have different gates, they have different channels, they have yeah. different authorities. So, so different. So, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely hear your passion as you talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And of course, it is so interesting to hear someone else's perspective and your interpretation of that because I can't read that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's taken me a while like to really dive deep because when I first came across it, I was like, there's so many elements. And even now, I don't even know the full spectrum, the the minor details of everything. I, I know how to read a chart. I know lots of things, but there's so much more 
to learn. And I love sharing this with people because Mm -hmm. people always walk away. Like my clients always walk away with like, and then they'll message me like two weeks later and they'll be like, oh my God, this thing happened. I tried that strategy and this happened and that happened. Oh, I can't believe it. And it just shows me anyway, um, how fruitful and how beneficial it could be for um, people, you know, just to get to know themselves. So, yeah, yeah. And it all goes to show how everything kind of comes together when you're in alignment. Exactly. And how, oh my God. How, to, how to know when you're not in alignment. Because right. I've had conversations with people lately who don't know who they are. They don't know their strengths. They don't know what they want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And they're so they're working, you know, just going through the motions of life and like, well, you know, it's okay. Life is okay. I can, I can continue with life as it is right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm not satisfied. I'm mm-hmm. not feeling that sense of alignment. Like nothing feels like it's in the right place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this would be so helpful for people like that who just yeah. want another tool because all those free quizzes that you can do online, like they're only helpful so far, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like unique to you, unique yeah. to the person who like, you know, who's going through that and yeah. your interpretation of that guides them in the right direction of, okay, this is, this kind of is helpful. Or if it's like not showing up in their life, how can I experiment with that and mm-hmm. see how that goes? See, I love, I love that you've done that. You you just worked right into your design. <laughs> you've got like, you have all, like, you just, I just gave you this information in the last half an hour 45 minutes now bring it back that. bring it back and into then your you're, life. Like regurg- you're like regurgitating that in a really structured and made sense manner for the people listening out there right which is great for me because I'm, I'm in like, my I'm in my element now you need to find yours <laughs> oh, dude I, I, I'm right in it because my my actually my, my superpower is the channel of inspiration So I have the channel of inspiration in me. So like um, by just being me, doing what I do and like just following my bliss, I'm able to inspire other people to um, follow their bliss or do what they want to do or help guide people into doing what they want to do, their unique expressions of themselves. And that's why I'm like in this kind of world because I'm like, wow, this is a tool for me to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why I feel so aligned and you can hear it because I'm like, oh, wow, I've just found... um, the 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 portal or the the gateway to get into that so your superpower is to distract my mm-hmm. superpower is like the left angle cross of revolution so i'm here to revolutionize the way you do things i'm here to revolutionize the way you see yourself i'm here to revolutionize like um how people operate in their world so they can get into more alignment with themselves i can see um, that yeah <laughs> i can and see that's why that we work now and I can, I can imagine what you would do in the future. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. But I think that's why we work great because our superpowers, our gifts, I call them, um, are in alignment. They're, they're in the same field. And it so it makes sense yeah. to me that, you know, we, we were um, in this, are, were in the same profession, you know, mm-hmm. we have the same background. We, we're kind of moving into the same line of work in at the same age, you know, yeah. in our life or the same part of our journeys. So it just says that like, and, you know, I think we spoke about this in our last chat. It's just, it's funny how things just connect, you know, like how we came together. Well, now it's not funny anymore. It's like, whoa. It's real. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. This is meant to happen. <laughs> um, so well, that's amazing. Yeah. I can, I can see so much, you know, of what you're doing in your personality and how you present yourself. And mm. so this will be so beneficial for the listeners, 
for people who want to interact with you in the future. So I'm going to leave your links in the show notes in case anyone wants a human design reading. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. That's been, I, I hope I haven't been talking at you. There's a lot, but um, yeah, I'm so happy that I get to get to know you from your design and see that come to fruition or expressed in a reality, like, you know, through what you're doing. It would mean so much to me if you were to follow the podcast on Spotify and give it a five-star rating. To do this, search the Second Generation Women podcast on the Spotify app and it should be right under the description. Thank you so much. Oh,